Well, today I'm going to be talking about um, relationships, relationship goals specifically. How many of you in this room are in a relationship? You can be honest. I don't think any of your parents are in here. <laughs> okay, I'm just, okay, well, really, all of us are in relationships. Maybe not all of us are in a dating or a romantic relationship, but we all are in relationship with each other and relationship with the people that we know in our lives. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm really, I'm still catching my breath. Uh, relationships... Um, they're foundational to who we are. That's like God made us. What's up? What's going on? What's this? Um, God made us to be in relationship with each other. That's how he made us, to not to be alone. You know, God made Adam and he was by himself. And God said, mm, I don't think it's good for man to be alone. So he made woman. And I don't think that's just you know, about man and woman and romantic relationships, but it's about humans in general. Like, it's not good for us to be alone. We're made to, to be together, to do things together. And the longing that you feel to connect with others, that's just a part of the foundation of who God made you to be. And that's totally normal. I think that was my slide, too, so there you go. God created us to be in relationship <laughs> with him and with each other. Um, now, the most important part, the most important relationship in, in all of our lives is our relationship with God, of course. Um, but, you know, we also have other relationships that are really important to us, like our family, our friends, or a boyfriend, or a girlfriend, and one day, a wife or a husband. And I'm going to talk about all this tonight. Um, let's talk about friends first. Okay, usually I'm not a big proponent of sitting down, but I might sit down today. <laughs> um, how many of y'all have heard the quote, show me your friends and I'll show you your future? Or something like that. Another one says like, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Now I have no idea who said either of those things. Um, and they're not in the Bible. <laughs> but the Bible does say things that actually support those statements. Uh, who you spend your time around, naturally you're going to start to act like that person. Or you'll pick up on their mannerisms, um, just traits of their personality. I've gotten a lot dorkier since being around Landon. <laughs> no, it's actually, he would tell you the other way around. I'm the dorky one. Um, but in Proverbs 13, Solomon says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And... You know, I know like we want to be a good influence in other people's lives, and that's awesome. If that's your heart, like if you feel like God put you in someone's life to be a good influence to them, that's awesome. But also there are, how many have y'all, your parents have said like, don't hang around them, they're a bad influence. Or they've told you, don't be a bad influence to that person. <laughs> you know, that's, there's a lot of merit to that. In uh, the same way, in 1 Corinthians, scripture tells us, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, I know a lot of y'all in this room, and maybe not every one of y'all very well, but there's a lot. Y'all are what I would refer to, or what us adults would refer to, as good kids. There's a lot of good kids in this room. And um, <laughs> I know that, and you guys are just, there's so much like, 
just purpose and awesomeness in this room and good character. Like, I'm looking at some of your faces right now and I'm just like, I'm proud of you. You know, you guys are awesome. And I think when it comes to your friends, the friends that you make in your life, your goal, your relationship goal for your friends should be to protect that, to protect that awesome character. Um, and that might mean letting, sometimes that might mean letting go of friends that maybe aren't that good for you. Um, and that's okay. You know, God made you to, he created you. He had like this you in mind, like this special you that literally out of like the billions of people on earth, nobody could be the you that you were supposed to be, that God made you to be. And that's something to protect. And so when you make friends, when you, the people that you spend your time with, the people that you allow to speak into your life or to have influence over you, protect that. Like that's something that's, that's the definition of special, the definition of unique. And I'm not saying that you can't be an example to somebody who's going through a tough time, but the ultimate goal should be to surround yourself with friends who are always gonna point you back to Jesus or who are gonna also sometimes call you out if you need it. I had a friend once, um, and this is when I was older, I was in college, but uh, he just straight up called me out on something. He was like, hey, uh, it was with uh, something with music. He was like, you know what, you're, you're kind of being lazy with that. You need to, um, that's, not, that's not you, but you've been kind of, you haven't really been on it like you used to be, and like you need to work on that. And my first instinct was like, <sighs> Well, who are you to tell me that? But then I was like, I went home and I thought about it and I was like, that was a good friend that told me that because that was the truth. And I needed to hear it. And I needed to hear it from somebody who I know loved me and wanted the best for me. Um, so yeah, that's what your goal should be when, when you're making friends. I think, that, yeah, protect the you that God called you to be. All right, family. Um, sometimes you don't really think of your family as like relationships in your life because they're just kind of there. You wake up and they're there and you go to bed and they're there and they're always there and they don't really, you don't think of them as people that you are like developing relationships with or working on relationships with because they just kind of get the you that is just there at the moment. You know, they see you like at your absolute worst and they also, they see you at, at your best, like when you're laughing without covering your face. I did that all the time, by the way, because I had braces for a long time. And I was like, <laughs> all the time until I got my braces off. And then even after I had my braces off, I couldn't stop it because it was a freaking habit that I had. And uh, <laughs> if you do that, by the way, um, your, your smile's beautiful. Like, your family and like the people that love you want to see your smile. Um, just a little side note. Uh, so here's a picture of me with some of my family. Uh, this is me at my wedding with my siblings. I'm actually missing, a, I have another stepsister who's not in this picture. Um, but that is my, my, well obviously my brother and my sisters. <laughs> um, I have two twin half-brothers. Um, that are a lot younger than I am. I'm actually, I'm 29. They are five or six. So we're like all over the place. Um, that's my family. My, fa my family is very blended. Uh, and then there's, here's a, another picture of me with my parents, which I've kind of shared with you guys before a little bit about my family. My parents are divorced, but 
for this picture we all stood together because they're still my parents um, and this was my wedding day and uh, we look very happy don't we and we and we were very happy it was a very good day it was an awesome day it was like one of the best days ever um, but I shared this just to show just I wanted to share those happy pictures to show you that there's been like a lot of healing in my life as I grew as I've grown to become an adult um, as I've grown to become a woman um, but I shared with you last time that like that wasn't always like that, especially with my parents. Like I told you guys that growing up, like I had a really tough home life when I was in middle school, high school, um, and I didn't always have a good relationship with my parents. And still to this this day, I, you know, I have to ask God to help me to to work on my relationship with them. But there's like so much healing. So if you guys like some of y'all might have like rough relationships with your parents right now, or you're estranged from them, uh, that might change one day. Like God might change their heart, might change your heart, and there can be healing there. Um, but these next photos were taken at a time in my life where middle school to early high school, where my relationship with my parents wasn't good at all. I I hope y'all have never said this, but at, there was like at one point, like I said, I hate you to my parents. And I feel like a lot of people have said that before and probably not even meant it. But sometimes when you're like a teenager, you just get so mad and you're like, what's the most hurtful thing I could possibly say right now? And you just say it and then you immediately know like I shouldn't have said that. Um, but it was really tough. And you know, there was stuff that on their end that they did wrong, and there was stuff that I did, I did wrong too, you know, that we both messed up. And uh, <clears throat> some of you might have a good relationship with your parents. Some of you might not know your, your real parents. Some of you are adopted in this room. Some of you have like met them a couple times, or um, all kinds of circumstances. But I'm gonna share like a story about my parents that's actually not that bad, uh, just to talk about how parents can be. Um, so when I was, uh, when I was 16, I turned 16, I had like a 16th birthday party. Um, and it wasn't like as, does, y'all are too young to know the show Sweet 16. Have you ever heard of that? Okay, so that was like all the rage when I was like turning the age and it was like having a Sweet 16 was like the biggest deal ever. So I had a 16th birthday party and I had just transferred to a new high school the year before that, so I was still kind of the new girl. Um, and I wanted to like make an impression with this party. Like my parents put, uh, they paid for like a dance or dance floor to be put in our backyard with like a, a tent over it. And we had a little tiki bar, like non-alcoholic, of course, drinks, like just like fruity drinks. And I was like, I walked out to a song, London Bridges by Fergie. Also a great song that you guys probably don't, <laughs> maybe don't know. Um, and it was really great. And I was like nervous because I wanted everybody to be like, I wanted to make my mark, you know? And my parents were still married at the time. And there was a song that was super popular at the time. Justin Timberlake, you all know Justin Timberlake. Okay, okay, someone said no. I'll I'll make an exception because. <laughs> so it was a Justin Timberlake song, and I don't know if I can say this. The name of the song was Sexy Back, and it was like a huge song then. It was like one of the most popular songs of the time. And of course, we had a DJ, 
and the DJ played the song, and I was like, yeah, this party is awesome, it's popping, you know, all these people are here, and then um, my parents came into the center of the dance floor. If y'all have ever met my mom, you would know that this story is not surprising at all, but for some, somehow the dance floor got evacuated, and it was just my parents. And my mom like jumped up on my dad and they were like, I'm bringing sexy back, like the song. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Like now as an adult, I think that's really funny. But <laughs> at the time as a 16 year old girl, I was like, I can't believe they're doing this to me. <laughs> like, how could they be doing this to me? Like, this is supposed to be my party that I'm supposed to like, make an impression and like, you know, make new friends in the school and like, they're gonna be like, that's the girl whose parents were dancing to sexy back, you know? <laughs> and I was like, so embarrassed, but I like tried to play it cool. Um, and so that was just a time where I was kind of like a little mad at my, my parents. Um, and on silly occasions like that, or and even like I've said, I've shared with y'all in the past, like on more serious occasions with my parents, I had to ask God to help me love them and respect them, even when I totally did not feel like it. Uh, I know this is like one of those things, like another grown up saying, you have to respect your parents. But when you read like where God talks about this in the Bible, he's actually like really clear on how he feels about this. Um, in Ephesians 6, God tells us, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on earth. Now, I shared that verse last time I talked to y'all, um, but I wanted to point something else out. This isn't uh, the only time in the Bible that literally that exact thing is said. So if you go all the way back to Exodus, in the beginning of the Bible, in a totally different place, like the same exact, it says the same exact thing. It says, honor your father and mother, that your days may be long in the land, and that, that the Lord is giving you, that the Lord your God is giving you. So God's goal for our relationship with our parents is pretty clear. Like, you honor God by honoring your parents. I think that's my next goal, too. Um, and if that's something that you struggle with, ask God to help you with that. I'm not saying that your parents are like perfect all the time and that they are, and sometimes like for some of you in here who have like really tough stuff going on at home, like maybe they don't deserve respect all the time in the way that they've acted towards you. Maybe they've said some like super hurtful things to you that are just straight up wrong. Because I know that happened to me before, and I knew, like, I don't deserve to be talked to like that, or, or I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to feel like my spirit is broken. And, um, and some of y'all have good relationships with your parents, but you just have days where you're like, man, my parents are just getting on my nerves. Um, but ask God to help you with that, because think of it this way, like, if you love the Lord, if you love God, and you want to honor God with your life, at that point, it's not even about them, almost. It's about honoring God. Because if you dishonor your parents, um, 
then that's dishonoring God's, God and his will for your relationship with your parents. And this is something that I still have to ask God to help me with. Um, literally just last night, my mom called me and Landon was sitting right there and I was stressed out about some things and she was just going on about something and I was just like, mom, like I was irritated, you know? And I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then I hung up and I literally thought, man, I'm gonna talk to these kids tomorrow about um, how you gotta honor your parents. And right now I'm like needing help <laughs> to honor my parent, my mom. Um, so I just wanna say like, if, if you struggle with that, that's normal and that might be something that you have to ask God for help with even when you're an adult. Um, but that's okay, just like ask God to help you with that. Ask God to help you honor him by honoring them. And okay, the last one I'm gonna talk about is probably the one that you actually wanna hear about. I put my boo. Um, There's always that one person that will always do that song. <laughs> That's another old song. <laughs> it's funny because I don't think my songs are old songs, but probably to you guys, they are old songs. That was an Usher song, by the way, that was like, that was the jam when I was younger. <laughs> like I had a like high school boyfriend. I was like, it's always that. Like I was like, we're gonna be together forever. <laughs> like that was it. Um, <laughs> so we talked about um, we talked about the importance of honoring your parents. And uh, if dating is something that your parents have asked you not to do, and I know some of y'all in this room are like too young for this, like for, you're not even at this point. So my, my parents used to say, we're gonna put that on the adult shelf um, for later. <laughs> um, we're gonna, if, if you're too young, looking in a general direction, seeing, just put this on the, not adult, but like maybe older teenager shelf to discuss with my parents at a later time. Um, but this is still good information, even if you're not dating, even if you're not in a relationship. So, um, I want you to respect your parents' decision on this too, because my parents were like, you're not dating until you're 16, and I was like, ah, but like, now I'm like, wow, duh, of course you shouldn't date until you're <laughs> like, I totally get it. So, um, I challenge you guys to honor, honor their ultimate choice on it. Um, and I know that it feels like I have to wait forever to date, but I'm 29 years old, and Landon and I have like plenty of friends that are still single, and they're dating, so trust me, you literally have so much time to date. <laughs> like, this time in your life is like freaking awesome to like make your best friends for life. Just, just wanna say that. Um, but your desire for intimacy and to be deeply known by somebody in that way, some of y'all might have started feeling like that recently, is like totally normal. And it's natural, and God made you to feel that way. Um, you're in a stage of life where you're starting to notice guys or notice girls more. And it goes from like, oh, they're annoying, to like, oh. <laughs> What's that TikTok with that girl? Is it the TikTok? <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about where she's like, like, that's like us, that's like y'all right now with guys and girls at the stage of your life, like, mm, mm, mm. I'm not doing it perfectly, but I know that y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so dating, when it's the right time, can be a great thing. 
Um, and here's, here are some of the good things that can come from dating. Dating can help you grow as a person, learn more about yourself, you learn more about other people. Um, it can help you get comfortable around the opposite sex so that you're not acting like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> and also it can help you decide the kind of person that you want to marry. Let me tell you though, when I was a teenager, I, was date I dated the same person like all through high school, most of high school, and I was like, this is 100% the person I'm gonna marry. We're gonna be together for life. We're true love for life, like forever and ever us. And now, well, surprise, I'm not married to that person. <laughs> um, but now I'm like a totally different person. Like I grew so much since that time. And I'm like, wow, like I, the me now would not be married to that person. And uh, by the way, he's happily married too to somebody else. And I'm sure he, he thinks the same thing. Like, yeah, the him now would not be married to me either. Like, we've grown so much and become our own people. Um, but dating can also go wrong. So here are some of the bad things that can happen with dating. Your heart can get hurt. It can lead you into sexual sin. And it can isolate you from building lifelong friendships. So how many of y'all have um, heard of the woman at the well? Have, have you guys heard that Bible story? Okay, well, it's usually not a story that you would tell when you're talking about like relationships. Um, so I'm not gonna like go deep into the whole thing, but I just wanna share a little bit of it because I do think there is some insight when it comes to like your dating habits in this. So in John 4, Jesus is traveling the Judean, Judean countryside uh, with the disciples and he has to pass through Samaria. Um, so around noon, he ends up meeting this Samaritan woman because he's, he's thirsty, and so he goes to the well, and she's all by herself, and he starts talking to her. Um, so he's at the well, and the Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. And the woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She, asked, she said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. So first off, this lady is like super confused about why Jesus is even talking to her in the first place um, because she's a Samaritan woman and Jesus is a Jew. And at that time, Jews didn't really like Samaritans. So she's like, why is this Jewish girl talking to me? I came here like, to be able to do, this, do my thing alone, to get my water and go. Um, and another thing that's weird is that she's there literally in the middle of the day. She's there, the Bible points out that she's there at noon. Um, there was like no one there. Her, her journey there, like people had to walk a long way to get there. They had to get their water and then they had to walk all the way back with all the water. Um, and so it would have been like, super hot time of day to travel back with like a bunch of heavy water. Um, so imagine doing that, just like in the dead heat of a Texas summer. Um, but Jesus continues to talk to her, and he basically just like reads her mail. He just calls this lady out. Uh, Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. 
Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you've had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Like, he straight up called her out. <laughs> like, and that's on period. Like, he just called her out. Um, so they continue to talk back and forth, and Jesus like, ends up telling her that he's the Messiah, and she, she ends up running back to the village and telling everybody, like, he's the Messiah. He basically read my mail. Like, basically telling everybody, he knew everything about me. Um, so the reason I, I shared that little part of that story with you is to show you what an example of bad dating looks like, or bad relationships. Because this woman was, was clearly hurt. She was automatically, well, let's, act, let's pull that bad dating one. Uh, yeah, so this woman was clearly hurt. Like, she was automatically defensive when Jesus started talking to her. She was like, why are you talking to me? What are you doing? Like, she, she's like, people don't like me. Why, why are you talking to me? Um, she was living in sexual sin. She'd already gone through five husbands. She had a man at home that she wasn't even married to. Like, you don't know. <laughs> she'd been through some guys. Um, and she was so isolated. And I think, like, for where you guys are in your life, this is, like, one of the most important things you could catch tonight. Um, she went to the well when nobody was there. It's clear that she didn't have any friends, and she had relationships with guys, but ultimately, like, it was clear that her life decisions had led her into isolation. Um, I know, like, when I was in high school and I was super into the guy I was dating, I kind of look back sometimes and regret being that into it because I was like, I kind of isolated myself from, like, hanging out with friends after school or on the weekends because I wanted to be with my boyfriend. But, and, and there's nothing wrong with like feeling that way about somebody or, or wanting that. But those friendships, that, the friendships that you're like building right now are so important, are so special. And um, bad dating, if you're not protecting your heart, if you're not protecting your time, it can isolate you from building friendships. Um, in your dating life, your relationship goals should be to protect your heart, include God and other leaders in your relationship, and prioritize your friends over dating. Do not isolate yourself. So uh, protect your heart. Uh, someone asked me, actually, I put like a thing on Instagram saying like, oh, if you have a question for me about uh, relationships or love, uh, but fill it in, you know? And somebody asked me, can you be, whether you can still be friends or not with someone you were in love with? And my answer to that would be a resounding maybe, because it depends on if that protects your heart or not. Um, honestly, most of the time I'm gonna say no. <laughs> uh, if you really, really loved somebody and that was somebody that you were that really just had your heart, um, it's hard to, for, for that to become nothing. And I've heard people say it over and over again, like, we're totally just friends now. I don't think that that's 
true in most cases. In most cases, there's always gonna be like a little something still there. So protect your hearts. That's like the number one thing. Um, including God and other leaders in your relationship. Uh, be transparent. Be accountable to somebody. Uh, don't be going up and closing doors, going to rooms by yourself, closing the door. Um, include, ask God, like, God, what, what do you want for this relationship? Or is this the right relationship? Is this the right guy for me? Is this the right girl for me? Is she being a bad influence on me? Or is this something that I can handle right now? Like, can I control myself right now? I don't know if I can. I, uh, the, the guy that I was dating when I was older, we, we were both believers at the time, and uh, I really respected this about him. He told me, for some reason at night, I have a harder time like controlling myself. That was his thing. He's like, when it's late at night, if you're over late at night, I feel more tempted to like do things. And so I was like, all right, then let's make a time. Like, we don't hang out past this time. I mean, we were high schoolers doing this, so this wasn't like adults putting this on us. Like, we decided to do this. I was like, all right, let's make a time that we don't hang out past this time. And we didn't, because we wanted God to be a part of our relationship. Um, as far as other leaders, like, I would say include your parents, but I understand not wanting to tell your parents every little detail about the person that you like. If you don't wanna tell them that stuff, like find another leader, an adult that your parents know, that is trustworthy, and, and share, let them in on your relationship. Like have people in your life that you, you are going back to, to be accountable to. Uh, because that purity, I know that's not like a fun word, but it's like the best thing <laughs> to have. Um, I told you guys last time, like Landon and I, we didn't, we waited for each other until to have, we didn't have sex with anybody else except for each other <laughs> once we got married, we waited till we got married. And that's like the coolest thing to have. Like, because I don't have to worry, I never have to worry about like there's some other experience that he's, you know, that he thinks about, or he doesn't have to worry that about me. And it's just so special to know, like, we share that with just each other and nobody else in the world. Um, and the last one, like, prioritize your friends over dating. Friendships are more important in this stage of your life, straight up. They just are. Um, I'm still friends with my like best friends with my high school best friends. And I'm glad, I'm just so glad that like I've kept them in my life. And you might not be, that doesn't mean that like, that doesn't mean you have to stay best friends with your high school friends. But I'm just saying like there's some special times in your life right now, like time to make memories. Being young is awesome. It's also hard sometimes, but it's also awesome. <laughs> and like there's just so many great things that so much opportunity and so much time in your life to to get to know people, to learn like maybe there's somebody that like you wouldn't think you'd be friends with and you would never know because you never had any time because you were hanging out with your boyfriend or your girlfriend all the time. Um, again, I'm not saying it's wrong for y'all to date at all. I'm just saying make sure you keep your friends important in your life. Um, that's it. 
think that's the end of what I wanted to say. Um, I just want to pray over y'all before I close. And uh, if y'all could just bow your heads. Lord, I just pray for every, every individual in this room tonight, every student in this room, that you would just give them discernment. Uh, you would give them wisdom when it comes to protecting, protecting their hearts, protecting who you made them to be. Give them wisdom, Lord. Give them understanding beyond their experience. I pray, God, that they wouldn't feel the need to, to learn lessons the hard way, but that they would take wisdom and they would hold on to it, Lord, and they would let it grow within them into an even greater understanding. I pray, God, that if, if they are at a point in their life where they are dating or their parents have allowed them to, to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, that, that you would give them accountability. You'd give them leaders in their life, people, clear leaders, Lord, that you place there to help them, to guide them through that relationship. And I pray for anyone in this room who feels alone, like maybe they don't have any relationships. They don't have any friendships. They don't have, they're not close to their family. They're not even thinking about dating. God, I pray for their hearts, Lord, that their relationship with you would start to grow in that time, in that time of loneliness, that they would seek you out when they're in the room by themselves and they feel like, man, I don't have any friends that they would, they would start talking to you, that they'd, start worship, they'd listen to some worship music and just spend some time with you and grow closer to you. I thank you, Lord, for just every student in this room, for their purpose, for the person that you've made them to be, the unique person that you created them to be. I pray that they'd protect that, Lord, and that they would grow into that person day by day. God, we love you, and I pray that our lives, our relationships, every relationship with our friends, with our family, with a significant other, God, I pray that our relationships would honor you, that they would point people back to you, point people to your presence. Thank you, Lord. Amen.